This is a podcast about just opinions. Hey, yo, this is what it is. This is what I think. We all have kind of outlandish takes. Like, don't at me. If there's other freeform stuff that comes with it, we cover that too. Hey, hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Don't at me, Jock. Don't at me, Mike. Another episode was episode 20. We're at a quarter now. Yeah. Oh, man. Quarter. We're at a George Washington. That's amazing. Right? He's on the quarter, right? Yeah, he is. He's, He's also on the dollar bill. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Yeah, that's a good movie, by the way. <laughs> Which one? Dead uh, Presidents? Dead Presidents, yes. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah. Lorenz Tate. Tate Lorenz. I, you know, I, I don't know. I never understood why Lorenz Tate didn't end up being more. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like gotten more serious movies. I feel you. He always had, like, to me, pers- like, serious moments in a lot of movies as far as, you know, a lot of ethnic movies growing up. Boys right. in the Hood, Menace. Oh, dog. Yeah, exactly. But it was never movies to where he got to like that Denzel or Samuel Jackson status, where it's big movies, you know. So. Yeah, he yeah he kind of was like the hood movie mm. prototype, you know. Right, like he right. was in those. Last thing I remember him in was uh, Crash. Do you remember Crash? I do. Actually, the last thing that he was actually in was he Power. always goes out sad. Was Power? It's a oh, show. Yeah, you heard of Power before? Yeah, I know Power. So he's I just actually watched it. yeah he's been in that heavy, and he's going to be in the next season that's coming off like a spinoff, which is pretty dope. So he's still doing things here and there. So you said you've got some feedback. People want like intros, mm-hmm. you know. So it also gave me some thoughts about how we can format this. A little bit more, you know, structured a little bit better than what we have. Yeah. So people know specifically what we're talking about, where in the podcast, you know, future ideas. We can brand specific sections and and segments, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So starting out the intro, Mike Silva, of course. Jacquees Castle, the one and only. We should call it the roll call. Yeah, we should call it the roll call. Also, we have Gary and Chance. They're not here today on this episode. All right, we'll um, vet it out. All right, roll yeah. call. Mike Silva, here. Jacquees Castle. Here. Oh. <laughs> Jacquees Castle, here. Chance, Gary, absent. Yeah. All right, we'll test it out. We'll, we'll chew on it, see what it tastes like. Yeah. But uh, first thing we wanted to do was get into current events and pop culture. And, of course, the thing that we've been talking about a lot in the group chat has been the one and only Love is Blind. First of all, um, what were your first? Th- what was your first exposure to it? You and Alex actually told me about it. Oh, Alex told you too. He yeah, got, he, he jumped back in on the group chat when he saw Love and Bl- Love is Blind. Well, no, he he told me before you actually because him and his girlfriend watch watches the show like religiously. Well, I figured he did because he jumped in the group chat. A me, he exactly. never says anything in that group chat. Exactly right. So that 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 has to tell you that it is a good show for him to jump in a group chat because mm-hmm. he like you said he doesn't really talk a lot in that chat. But I don't like reality shows, but this one is it's a little different. It's fucking funny. Oh man, it's hilarious to me. So my first exposure to it emily was watching it i was in seattle um for work and she was like yeah i'm watching this show and i'm like whatever i kind of blew it off right. and i was watching the soup you know i i talked about that actually we talked about work travel in the last episode i was uh-huh. watching the soup and they showed scenes from that and i was like what is this stupid show mm-hmm. and then emily started sending me sending me memes of it and i'm like yo this was that shit on the soup so finally come back home 
You know, she's watching. I think it's like episode three or four or something like that. So you, that's why you, I pick you it thought up. it was like stupid from afar, right? Well, like, I, I thought it would be entertaining because Netflix was doing it. So you don't have like prof- like they're not going to censor it. They're not going to you know do anything. And side note, that's what I actually enjoy the most about. Yeah, the show. it's uncensored. It's, it's uncensored, so you hear fuck shit, whatever. It's just raw. Right. Now, they don't, I mean, there's no nudity, but, like, imagine if they started on certain shows, like, yeah. having, like, little bits of it, you know, that'd be more viewers. Yeah, but. you gotta bring viewers in. I wouldn't be surprised. So, I'm watching it three and a half episodes in, and I'm like, man, this is trippy, mm-hmm. like, it's entertaining. First the off, drama. Let's, let's sum the premise of the actual show. Yeah, you're right, so, you're right. You're yeah, right. so the premise of this show is, you're supposed to actually find your, your wife or husband, uh, within the span of, I think, 34 days or 35 days. No, they get married yeah, 36 get, days after the shit starts. Right, 36 days. So it's like a little bit over a month. It's five find, weeks. Exactly, which is extremely quick. Quick. So that's when, I, that's when I thought, man, this shit is not real. It's stupid. But I, I digress. So basically what the show's about, you have these pots in the beginning of the show, which you actually you go inside the pot, and you're actually just talking to another person like going on dates so you don't even know what they look like at all that part i think is actually dope because you are getting to know them as a person you're supposed to then that's when you decide like okay do i want to propose to this person it could be a span of how many days it takes so then they propose to whoever they feel they make a connection with then after that's when shit gets real because you actually you see the person You see the person who, you know, you were talking to, and some of the reactions is fucking hilarious. Like, I won't spoil it for you guys, but it's pretty funny, and the things just kind of, like, amp up a little bit after that. The other part of it, too, I don't know about you, but I can hear a voice and probably guess pretty accurately what somebody looks like. Like, not, like, facial features, but I could probably tell... If somebody's ethnic? That, but, like, I also mean, like... I don't know. I mean, you can tell by somebody's voice if it's going to be like larger stature, uh, shorter stature. And I don't mean like chubby. I mean, because that's hard to pick up actually sometimes. I'm talking more like, oh, this sounds like a powerful voice. This person might be bigger than me. I mean, taller maybe too. You know know what's funny? Actually, I know it was one (laughs) lady on there, African-American woman. And she was talking to this, this Caucasian guy, and he was like, "Are you black? Are you black? You sound like you're black." And she was like, "What?" His, I mean, the way he did it was a little bit more yeah, insensitive. Like, like, what the fuck, bro? Why would you say that? And she was, she was like, "No, I'm actually white." She got in her white voice, and he was like, "Really? You're white? Really?" Like, got excited. So it, it just, you got to watch the show, man. It's fucking ridiculous. man. That show is ridiculous. But uh, the best part, I, I feel like. They literally were casting the dudes, and they're like, who are the most beta dudes we can find? I feel like every dude on that is, like, very cuckish. And I'm not some big... Very passive. I'm not, like, some alpha, you know, dude that's, like, all macho. Let me testosterone you to death. yeah, steroids. Not at all, but, you know, if I notice a bunch of guys running around crying... Look, we talked about crying before. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with opening up. But it seems like they're just running around like there was one dude he goes they're getting in a fight and he goes my heart is literally breaking and then he walks, walks out, out. 
come on, man. Yeah, that like, was very fucking weak. I'm it's sorry. just, I, you know, and there's this one poor guy. You can tell she wanted to laugh. She was like, what the fuck? Like, the look on her face when he did that shit. Oh, the best part, though, she she definitely knows she was on she was on camera. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the more the, the, the show got on, very dramatic, yeah. yeah. <sighs> like, all the stupid, like, you know, you know how You know when I knew, like, that the Andy Dalton-looking guy was, like, passive damien i think right yeah damien is name you're right is when he proposed to her and she reversed the shit she's like actually no i want you to stand up right now and he was like okay so he stood up and she got on her fucking knees she's like no i'm gonna propose to you will you marry me and he's like oh my gosh yeah you know <laughs> and after that i was like yes yeah, oh. <laughs> he was crying no nah, but like there's one poor guy on there man like Mark. his girl's like openly walking around flirting with the guy that she had a connection with they're that not, wasn't they're not, him. They're not having sex. She wasn't even letting him kiss. I think at this point. Well, and that was the other part too. When I say I feel like you can like tell by somebody's stature just by their voice, mm-hmm. I feel like she could tell by the guy's voice that she liked him more, and that's why she kept going back to him. Right, right. And then once they met, it turns out he's definitely her type physically because oh, she sure. described it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. She never saw him, but she could tell by his voice. I don't think. I don't think it would have worked out. I think he knew that too. Oh yeah, his name because she well, kept, towards the end he was kept like throwing yeah. herself and he kept like deflecting it like no I'm happy I'm happy no, yeah I'm, and I was I was proud I was like damn he's not falling for it you can tell she was getting mad too yeah. like fuck well we're still friends so here's here's my number if you yeah. ever need to hit me up and all this extra shit scandalous very scandalous scandalous and poor Mark man I felt so bad for him because he just a puppy dog <laughs> such a sweet guy in love and like yeah baby whatever you want like he I'll was do friendly it. though like you know he's but like a cool dude to hang out with yeah but I just felt like he intense you gotta be hang. smart you gotta be smart bro you gotta know when you're getting played you I feel like he's probably where. intense though like I don't know and, well you said intense like if you were just to hang out with him just kind of like staring you down and shit like, probably not yeah. like intimidating but just like intense like damn intense. man you good relax yeah like calm down bro it's not that serious he was pretty easy going but he had that look on his face you know like, what's funny about that situation jessica told him or told the actual viewers you know i'm in love with this guy he's such he's yeah. perfect for me i don't give a fuck if he looks like a troll i'm still gonna like him regardless <laughs> He wasn't a bad looking dude, but she was like, he's just not my type. Physically, I can't get there. 72 hours later. Spoiler alert. We should have started with saying it was probably going to be. I'm some sorry. Spoilers, yeah, it's some spoilers. We're not telling you too much. We're just giving you names right now. Uh, but yeah, the show is pretty fucking funny, man. I like it, it too. I, I like because it too. You know? There's a lot of uh, diverse, attractive women, mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh, all races that I was like, okay, like it's you know pretty people, guys and, and gals. And you know, I'm gonna, sure the girls like some of the dudes on there, and it's, it's gonna keep going. And I'm sure they're gonna have like every sectional, sexual, like whatever your preference, preferences is gonna be on there too. Which <laughs> Probably, yeah. You know, can you imagine that? It's, it's Netflix, so I mean, that's you know, it is what it is. So I wouldn't be surprised. That's a good thing because you know it's including everybody. But yeah, you guys should definitely check the show out. And I think me personally, do I feel that love is blind? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't agree with that. It's not. It's not man. blind. It's a combination, in my opinion. But no, you, the physical, somewhat has to be there. You, you cannot just talk to a person, and that's it. Like you have to be physically attractive to well, what you're looking at to it to an extent. I think love is somewhat blind, but the mm-hmm. problem is we're not patient. Yeah. Because if we had patience, once we know somebody, we might at first be like, nah, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
after time they kind of grow on you you kind of fall in love with their personality or their character you're supposed like, to that's the right way i feel you're right right I agree. like you can you know but yeah. the thing is we're so impatient that mm. nah she's not appealing to me physically i'm out you know and also we get so caught up with the world what the world thinks and our family and our friends and how this person's gonna view us. people do think that yeah mm-hmm. and it plays a part in it too social media <laughs> stupid but it does you know so much, you know, superficial, yeah, basically. And, yeah, and that's why, you know, to go back on the show, that's why I love it because when they get to, you know, they switch up, some they of them switch, switch up. up. To, yeah, when they get to that part, people switch up quick. When right. They get their phones back and they're around their friends. It's just funny because that's, that's actually real life, you know? It really is. I would recommend. Definitely in, very entertaining. Very entertaining. Once again, it's on Netflix, guys. Yeah, so it's accessible to all y'all. Netflix is making a comeback, finally. We'll see. <laughs> Next thing I had to talk about on the docket, Money Mayweather potentially linked to training Deontay Wilder if you had Wilder Fury 3. Now, really, he didn't. I, I didn't really read anything that said that he did flat-out pitch that. But I did read that he said he would win the third match if he trained him. So, I mean, he, he's at least tying his name to it. He said, look, I love you, you know, no disrespect. Like, you're still, like, repping for the culture kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, I, I think, look, you know, we right. talked, did we talk, I think, did we talk about the fight? We didn't talk, no, we didn't talk about it in detail, but we, we mentioned it. All right, yeah. you go first. What were your thoughts? So, my thoughts is this is perfect for Wilder, and the reason being is, He's not a boxer, bro. He cannot box. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. With just He's a one-trick pony. You know, he, yeah. has, he has power in that hand, and that's it. And Fury's a smart guy. Like he's, he's a boxer. He's methodical, you know. And so I wasn't surprised that the fight played out the way it actually did. So right. with Mayweather actually training him, training him that's great because Mayweather's the best boxer of all time, like actual boxer. He knows Yeah, the sport. I would agree with that. He knows the sport in and out. Very defensive because boxing is defense. You don't get you're not box. Supposed to, you're yeah. supposed to box and not get hit. So that's why I think that's gonna pay pay a major play. I'm sorry, play a major role um, to this next fight if it does happen. I hope it does because I, I I just think that would be entertaining. Because I mean, watching it, Fury's just like outclasses Wilder boxing wise. Fury has first match. Too, man. He's I mean, charismatic too. First, yeah. The first match, I mean, many people felt he won. You know, I don't. The, the knockdown, I feel like Wilder won personally. That knockdown by Wilder like stunned everybody. And I mean, Fury was like out cold for like through like four seconds. It looked like he was out. Yeah, he just kind of shakes his head, gets up, he's fine. It was a Rocky. And Balboa then he finished moment. winning by like basically winning the round. It was a Rocky Balboa moment. I mean, it's Definitely. crazy. So the rematch. Kind of the same thing, you know, you're watching it. Wilder's sloppy, awful footwork, not really great defense. And he kept bagging, like backing but, up, which was very surprising. Yes. Fury was pretty aggressive, and Fury kept leaning on him. You know, kept kind of putting him in those that's, headlocks. That's smart. See, that was making him tired, you know, and then kind of getting in his head. Like, damn, this guy's so much bigger. Because Wilder weighed how much? 230, right? I think so. Yeah, he put on some weight from Versus the previous fight. That's a lot of extra weight on you. It you know? is. He kept leaning on him. I mean, think about heavy lifting. You know, you lose your legs, and when you lose your legs, you lose that power. And that's why I think he wasn't really throwing many punches because I think he knew he didn't have it. He didn't. At that point, he was just kind of out. He took that one hit, you know, that got his ear bleeding, and that just kind of yeah. knocked him out. You can tell he was off balance. Yeah, the whole fight, he looked kind of wobbly, but, you know, he can take a punch 
which is why you know before that night he was undefeated. He has heart. Uh, you know, has I still heart. respect the fuck out of him. He has a lot of heart. And he didn't get knocked out. Like they called TKO. I, I mean, I think it was probably right because he he wasn't at the point where he was defenseless, but right. he was going there. Like he yeah. was he wasn't putting up any fight anymore. Like he wasn't getting clobbered. He wasn't defenseless at the moment, but he was right on the precipice. Plus, you have to think about your whole career. I know he was upset, like, watch out throwing the towel. Because they love you, man. They're thinking about you. Right. Think about your head, uh, your you head, know, for next and, fight. Yeah, because boxers, one wrong hit, and that's it. You're done. You're vegetable. So, I'm, I'm pretty sure he thanked everybody afterwards when he probably went back and watched. And like, yeah, yeah. that was my best. <laughs> you know, like. I think if Mayweather got involved, though, that would be badass because he'd help him with the boxing, but also probably better corner representation. I, think I mean, also, Wilder's corner, every time he went there, they just looked stumped. Because like, they, they weren't hey, used to it. Hey, man, you got this? Right. Yeah, they weren't used to it. They weren't used to having to tell him to switch up your style, which is very interesting, too, you know? So yeah. that, that's what – definitely if Mayweather gets involved, it's going to be a very entertaining fight. You can take my money for that. I won't try to, like – do some shady shit to watch it. <laughs> I'll pay for that one. I would too. Yeah. Alright, we'll get off sports since we're not usually a sports podcast. Uh next topic. I was just scrolling on uh Instagram and I saw Stranger Things season four is coming Stranger out. Stranger Things. The only question I have like is 35, why? Bro, they're old. <laughs> get over it. Like I don't of high school musical. <laughs> I thought the first season was cool yeah. because there was like the mystery of the kid disappearing. I don't did you ever did you watch it? I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Uh, I wasn't yeah, I mean, really a Stranger Things per like. I'm person. with you. Um, I tried to give it a shot, just like I tried to give. I know people are gonna hate me for saying this too, but Lord of the Rings, I'm not a fan yeah. either. I tried to give both of them a shot, and it just wasn't my thing. Well, Stranger Things was kind of cool the first season because it kind of felt like retro 80s horror flicks. But it's not really scary. It's just more eerie. Suspense, suspense. eerie. The first season very much had those elements, right? Right. But all that kind of just went away. And uh, I watched the first episode of the second season. I was like, I'm out. (laughs) It just, you know, like they're like other people have powers and stuff. And I was like, I was kind of cool with it being mysterious and kind of scary, not big and conspiracy i look and i stopped watching this so i don't know maybe it becomes a great show but they're all like do you feel 20 like 20 years old and shit now <laughs> like you're not a kid the aesthetic is over it's weird now and the show they're supposed voices cracking all, voices all deep now like hey come here come here yo. <laughs> hey when does fifth grade start again <laughs> yeah. scruff like a, he's got that neck beard yeah <laughs> so ridiculous but no what i was gonna ask like do you think if you're in if you're put in a situation where they told you to come back and you're old as shit, would you do it? Oh yeah, I don't blame the kids at all. But here's the thing that can happen though. We've seen it with like Daniel Radcliffe, you know Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson. We're seeing it now with Batman. Like, right. oh, it's Edward from Twilight. That's not Batman. People view you in that light. You get typecasted sometimes, yeah, where you're like stuck in that role. I mean, <laughs> child actors. That shit happens. It happens. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm asking you what I'm asking you because you have to think about the long run too in your career. Well, and you see, like that Finn uh, Wolf, whatever. You know the 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 one that was in it. Uh-huh. He's been popping up in a lot of movies um, oh, and Finn, some horror Finn, films. Yeah, yeah. He was in the one with the mom and mm-hmm. the daughter. This is riveting podcast, I know. But uh, basically <laughs> just I, he's been popping up in some things. But I don't know how that translates to like adult success because I feel like the only path that you'll typically see 
is they're around for a while and then they disappear for a while and then they come back. So like you think like John Travolta, he wasn't yeah, a child actor, yeah. but you know he was around, disappeared, comes came back. back. So answer your answer to your question, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Brolin, you would do that if they were to to come back. Me, I wouldn't do it, and the reason why is you actually brought up my point. You get typecasted, and me, if I was in a, in that industry, I would want to to take more serious roles or be in other movies. I wouldn't just always want to be that child actor and I'm 40 or some shit and they're putting makeup on me. Just like the one guy uh, we talked about that's um, 50 or 60 now and he's playing all these young roles still. I forget his name. You know you know what I'm talking about. Nah, who? Like, it's in the uh, the WhatsApp. Uh, but it's it's it's, uh, it's a white guy. He looks very, like, wrinkly, but he has, like, a lot. Shit ton of makeup. But just like him. Um, I can't think of the name. Not right Tom Cruise. Not, no, not Cruise. Not Cruise. Uh, I can't think of it. He's older, much older than Cruise. But anyways, the point I'm making is I don't want to be stuck in that role in those roles forever because me, it wouldn't make me feel good inside. You know, like, I feel like I'm, I wouldn't be growing. I feel like the move is, like, if you're going to be in a role that you think might typecast you, mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I'm a comedy actor. Right. People are stuck like Jonah Hill. Like I'm the fat, funny guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the move is okay. Early on, I got to go serious or indie. Like if I go, if James, I do an James indie film, Franco did it. Yeah, if I do an indie film or if I go serious for some films, that kind of helps you. I feel like it, it helps you pr- avoid being typecasted. Right. You know, Vince Vaughn early on was in a lot of serious, serious movies. movies. Jurassic yeah. Park Two, Lost World. Mm-hmm. He was in that. Um, Whatever that movie was where he was the stepdad and John Travolta was the dad. Yeah, yeah. And he was like the crazy psycho stepdad trying to kill his like stepson. Everybody. That's right. I forget about that. And psycho remake. Psycho, yeah. And also James Franco, because I know he was serious as shit in the very beginning. And my first my first moments when I seen him actually be a little funny was in Spider-Man. Remember in the little scene where yeah. he was in the kitchen dancing? And I was like, it was very weird to see that from Franco. And then after that, Pineapple Express came out. Yeah. And ever since then, he's been in fucking funny movies. He was in this one movie. <laughs> this is awful because I can't remember the name of any of these movies. And then also the uh, the Room, the making of the Room. Yeah, that, that, was, that funny. was funny. I forgot about that movie, and then I saw it pop up recently. I forgot how funny it was. But you apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was the scene. Um, there was that movie with Jonah Hill, where I think James Franco was the killer. Jonah Hill was his defense attorney, and it was supposed to be serious. And, like, the whole time I'm watching it, like, not taking it seriously at all. Because I'm just sitting there like, I'm sorry, this just seems stupid to me. (laughs) And it was kind of a shitty movie Uh overall, in my opinion. I thought it would be way better than that, but, uh, nah. He was, you know, James Franco was in that movie where, uh, I think was it Kate Hudson was in it? Or was it, was it, and it was serious, so they, they found money in their home. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one was pretty good. I remember that one. That one was good, actually. Hey, add us. Here's a, here's a good time to plug. Add us on Twitter or Instagram, at the Rep Network. Email us at repertoirenetwork at gmail.com. What am I asking for? The names of these movies, because I don't remember <laughs> yeah, of any of them. But they're good, though. Yeah. They're good, though. I recommend watching them if you figure out which ones we're talking about, because I have no recollection. And if you're a movie watcher, because there are a lot of good old school movies and new school as well but definitely like mike said at us with these names so we can be further educated <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep us uh keep us on our fact checking yeah 
Next thing I saw, this will probably take a second because I'm probably going to explain it like shit, but I saw this thing was trending on Twitter the other day that was OnlyFans. I'm like, what? why is this tr- First trending? First off, before we get into that, <laughs> let's explain what OnlyFans is. Do you know what it is, Mike? I mean, it's webcams on social media. Basically. basically. Yeah, and basically it's it's where I believe chicks, guys, whatever, dogs, cats. <laughs> I'm joking on that part. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, men and women could post basically like a, a porn site like it's like whatever you want to see whatever you're, you want to see it's very like whatever content it's no filter to anything you're charging people to do whatever you want to do like there's some people that can have only fans feet i feel like we've talked about this before in the podcast we like, have in the past i think chance brought it up yeah like yeah. people can have that shit they and like there will like, be a market there will i'm not watching the shit they but charge there will you be like a market. 80 dollars a month or some shit which is ridiculous <laughs> You know how I feel about that. We already talked about that, too. But that's what basically OnlyFans is. So it's a website where you can put whatever you want to from adult, you know, graphic, whatever. But you have to pay a price to see mm-hmm. everything. So the, the, the reason it was trending, people were doing OnlyFans, but substituting fans for another word and then posting a picture of what that word was. It's like OnlyFans, but it's only stands, and you only meet with like your fans. Uh-huh. And it would show a picture of like Stan, like Eminem or something like that. Yeah, or only vans, or yeah, I get you, yeah, only vans. But all you do is people wearing vans. vans. You got pictures of vans as a picture. Are there any that are funny though, or is it just like are we just gonna couple come up with corny ones? I actually only don't. Only Dan's, just a bunch of random Dan's. Only hands. It's like a social media group for. <laughs> <laughs> social media group only for people named Dan. Like you have to prove yeah. that your name is Dan. You said only hands. The only hands. <laughs> a circle jerk community. <laughs> only circle jerks. Can you imagine? You're so fucking ridiculous. Only my man. <laughs> only man. <mans. laughs> oh nah. But no. So seriously, it's a funny meme. I really haven't caught on to it much. I, mean, I, I don't know if it was like a like a. When I say trending, I don't think it's like one of those like oh it's the plank challenge. Like everybody's doing it. It was just plank. It was a thing on there for a day. Do you remember planking? I do remember planking, but I know what is trending right now. <laughs> What's that? When people say, "Man, nigga, spitting, spitting, spitting," and not like meaning like actual spitting, like tup or rapping, but the nigga spitting means it's something that's that goes hard, pretty much. Like for example, your shoes, Mike. Man, them shoes spitting because you know they they they're hard. You know, like yeah. the colorway. So it doesn't have to be actual like rapping. It can just be like a thing or an entity, like whatever, like something that's just cool. Like man, it's spitting. Well, we had uh, when Chance was when Chance and I were talking about don't or uh, no cap. Yeah, no cap too. Where are you at on no cap? Yeah, I've said it a couple of times. I try to stay hip with the youngsters. I use this. <laughs> I used it, but I feel like I've already stopped using it. I still, I still use facts. That's another one. Facts. facts. It's funny. It's it's funny as a you know group chat mm-hmm. sending the fax machine. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. No cap. I use here and there because it is a cool thing to say every now and then. Right. And, you know, we still like we still cool. Well, the ones that stuck were bet bet. I feel like it's pretty timeless now. Yeah, bet throwed. Yeah, bet throw. Bet is the one that's gonna goes hard. Go away. Yeah, it goes hard. Or yeah, man. Like those are all good ones. Those are gonna be timeless ones. I feel like no cap. They'll be timeless too. Because it's think just, it'll come back. Yeah, because I feel like it's kind of faded a little bit. Nah, but these it, usually wave still, back in. It's still here. It hasn't went anywhere. No. Like people still say no cap. Like all the time. What about? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shout, Shout out, out Gary. Gary. <laughs> 
Yeah, Gary, he always says that, you know, but it's, it's, uh, shout out Gary. We love you, Gary. Oh, for sure. We love everybody, but it's cool because it's just, we all have our unique personalities, which is dope. Our own phrases. It's cool too. Like, I feel like that's the ultimate test of like, whether somebody has been assimilated to your crew Uh is if they start picking up like your words. Yeah. (laughs) If they start picking up your words and using them, you're like, you, you kind of get down. That's also cool when you're in a relationship. Uh huh. You know, they start listening to your music, start wearing shit like how you wear it, you know. When but you, the coolest thing is, like, when they start using your words. Yeah, that is cool. It makes you feel like, uh, got your chest out. And I'm comfortable good. now. Like, dang, I finally got to her. But no, um, when you're in a relationship, you become the other, you become the other person, the other person becomes you. It's all compromise. Yeah, you start to, everything. like, kind of meet in the you middle. You start to even kind of look alike a little bit. You know, when you take Certain pictures things, of people, yeah. you're like, man, y'all starting to look alike, you know, which now I actually, I get that when people say that, which is strange, but yeah, you do, because you hang around each other so much, you're each other's best friends, or you're supposed to, you know, like, that brings up a good point. Do you feel like you should be best friends with your significant other? Well, um, it's hard to say, because I am right now, uh-huh. so, <laughs> like... <laughs> It's hard to say. Oh, it's hard right. to consider what it wouldn't be like because, yeah, yeah. um, like trying to think. Like I've dated girls in the past that weren't my best friend, but I feel like those relationships could have lasted. Like they didn't, but I yeah. feel like they could have. Right. But you know, Emily and I were friends first, and then we were. I mean, we were always with somebody while we were friends until right. one time we weren't. We were Y'all both single, cool and it happened. Right. Um, but I don't think you have to be. I think what you, if you have, you have to have some common interests. I feel like it. It you have to have some things that you can do together. But it also depends on what you're like. I like independence. She likes independence. We also like being around people a lot. So that's what y'all have in common. We have both of those. I, I feel like the dynamic at least has to be in common. We don't have many similar... We don't listen to the same music. We really don't watch the same kind of movies. Um, I mean, we'll we'll bleed into each other's, you know, here and there. Like, she'll listen to some of my music, and some of it she'll pick up. Right. Movies or TV shows. Sometimes I'll watch what she's watching. You know, I mentioned the Love is Blind earlier. But I feel like you have to be, you have to be on the same level when it comes to if you're how you are with other people because we both like having space but we also like being with each other so there's like a nice balance of both Mm -hmm. but if you're one of those people that is clingy or like you like to be around your person all the time but the other person is independent wants to be out and about all the time it's not gonna work it's not you know or at least it's gonna take a lot of work a lot of compromise so a lot of compromise you said it so you know um, yeah that's that's good mike that's good me I don't agree with the best friend part, you know, and you mentioned that, and that you don't have to be best friends. So my story is everybody that I've actually been with in the past, even up to now, I'm not best friends because I'm friends, of course, like I, I consider them as good friends, but we're not besties where we do everything together. Right. At least, you know, now that I think about it, are we besties? Because, you know, we talk all the time. We text all the time. Shit, we might be actually. <laughs> I think about it, but in my mind, like you kind of become best. Yeah, without even realizing it, right? Um, in my mind, I don't go in thinking like, okay, I have to have we're friends, but I have to have my own group of best friends. 
you know, like you, Gary, because to me, I feel like it can just become too much because you're already seeing this person a lot. You're talking, texting every day, doing the duties, you know, that you're supposed to do. And it can just become a lot to me. So that's how I feel. I don't think you necessarily have to be best friends for everything to work or things to be okay. You cannot be best friends at all and shit can still work. It should be able to, you know. You don't have to be best friends, but I feel like you have to be able to talk or relate or have something to communicate about because those honeymoon physical feelings always fizzle out, you know, because the excitement of like, oh, this has never happened before and the tension builds up right. to when you finally do, it's like, oh my God, this happened, like the payoff. You it's know? finally the moment. The payoff is there. And the first couple of times, it's still new. You're still like, what, you know? I'm not suggesting that 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 like the passion goes away, but that initial like lust <clears throat> kind of fades and it kind of matures into more of like a love, a compatible, almost like I've mentioned before, familial in a way. Like I'm now building you into like a family presence. Like you and I are becoming one because it's almost like we are family now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it circles back to you're what starting we, a family. So your family. It circles back to what we talked about earlier when we brought up the show, uh, "Love Is Blind." How you can learn, like you said, to love somebody and to see them truly for what they are, versus being so caught up with the the physical. So yeah, definitely, I agree with you. That's a good little segue to everything. Yeah, good segue into deep shit. So. The uh, next segment that we get into, you know, we always end up talking deep shit. Look, we got into deep shit right there. So, yeah, <laughs> first topic that we have on here, <clears throat> one that I can kind of relate to, is uh, finding new jobs. I guess we can all kind of relate to that. Dun, dun, dun. Especially me and you. Yeah, we definitely well, relate to that. Well, the, the thought here is how, like, how weird it is, right? You know, like the, the roller coaster of emotions. You know, you're... Just like I said on the last pod, when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's weird walking away from it knowing, okay, I started this, it didn't really, like, it There was it ended, it finished, you know? Usually when you start a relationship, whether that's friendship, dating, or work, you know, you don't really go into it thinking, what's the end going to be like? Yeah, You know, because you don't really want it to ever end. Ideally, you make the right choice on all those and it never changes. But, you know, factors come into play that, you know, you get opportunities and shit like that. And it's just weird walking away from it, you know, because yeah. you forget about the little things that you'll miss right. until they're gone. You know, you don't know what you got until it's gone. That is true. You know, they say that and there's some truth to that. But I think what it really is, is, you know, you miss little details of rituals. Humans, we become addicted to rituals. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm now addicted to walking huncho. Like, you know, watch walking the dog. I'm addicted to that ritual. Right. You know, when you're at work, I get addicted to like... Man, I like I know about the same time I eat certain kind of snacks or this is the same time of the day that I always do this. It or becomes a habit. To, this person, right? to me, bro, I feel that people could leave jobs a lot sooner or find something a lot sooner. But we're all fearful of the unknown and we all get comfortable. Which yeah. keeps us at a job or a position much longer than we anticipated. And so you have to step outside that comfort zone like we mentioned and talked about because you never know you don't want to look back in life 10 years 15 years from now 
in the same position at the same job when you're miserable, you know, and you're like, you're like, damn. Especially if you're miserable. Right, especially if you're miserable or you're just like, damn, what could have been? You should live life with no regrets. As cliche as that sound, you have to do that, you know. So I think that's why people stay at jobs because you're comfortable and, and you're fearful. On the other hand, <laughs> I will say there is some value to patience to to an extent, you know. If you're miserable, you probably shouldn't be patient and ride that out. Because if you're miserable, that usually doesn't go away. But also, people have have bills to pay as well. Yeah. So I get why you, you stay can get at, stuck. Yeah, exactly. You get yeah. stuck in a rut. So I get it. Too. Well, you have to kind of, and this is that self awareness thing. You know, being honest with yourself. The only way you're really going to be happy is if you're honest with yourself. You have to evaluate why you're miserable at that job. Is it, man? It's a lot of work. Okay, then look at it from the other angle. Why? Like, okay, if it's a lot of work, do I enjoy the work? Am I complaining that it's a lot of work in general? Am I really, like, just kind of bitching right now and I need to step up, man up, and, like, get it done? Right. Or is it just, like, monotonous work I don't enjoy, you know? But be honest with yourself. You don't have to answer those questions for anybody other than yourself. But am I growing? Am I developing? If the answers to those questions are yes, then I feel like, you don't want to jump ship. Yeah. Not that, hey, settle, you know, but if you feel like you're still growing and you can at least value the growth you feel in the hard times, yeah, you get. there's a payout. There's right. a payoff. There's something that you're getting. Now, when it comes to a point where, like, man, work is tough and, man, work is miserable and you feel that that development plateaus or just kind of stops. Or you peak. Or you peak. Then it's like, all right, it's time to take the new challenge. Right. But to your point... Bringing it back to the fear thing, discomfort is the path to growth. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're comfortable, you're doing the same thing every time, you're not even thinking about it at some point. It becomes muscle memory. So natural, exactly. That's right. Everything. I mean, I I can tell you right now when I dial like the conference number for uh, when I'm doing conference calls, my fingers just dial it without me even thinking. Right. It's like putting a code in on a video game. Like, your muscle memory just kind of gets there. Now, that's, like, the minor thing. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not saying, oh, once you're at muscle memory, cancel it. No, I'm not saying that. But Mm -hmm. it gets to the point where, like, everything you do is just so automatic that you're not actually even putting thought into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're happy with that. Maybe you want to just do mindless work and and just get it over with. That's fine. Some people like that, bro. They like routine. They like being at the same job 15 20 years because they feel like they're growing or like you said it's just they're comfortable or like okay i'll just stay here it's a good paying job they'll stay for the money as well if it's decent paying like maybe 60 70 of course they'll stay but you have individuals like me and you who who want more who seek more who feel like we deserve more i think it comes down to worth yeah you have to look at your self-worth and you have to think Am I where I think I should be? Yep. And now sometimes we put impossible uh, goals, you know, in front of ourselves. You have to. Well, you have to put you, you have to put, put challenging yeah. but attainable. Sometimes I think people can tend to put impossible goals in front of themselves. Somebody always told me this, Mike. When I was ten years old, one of my mom's boyfriends, and I, it stays with me to this day. Always shoot as high as you can. Shoot for perfect, because excellent will... Shoot as high as you can, even even if you don't make it to where 
to the sun and where you're trying to go, at least you'd be amongst the stars. Right. And so that always stuck with me. And you got to ask yourself and everything that you're doing, am I trying my hardest? Am I happy? Am I too comfortable? If you're too comfortable, you got to change some shit. I'm not saying leave your job necessarily, but maybe you should uh, take on a different role at your job. Something that's going to be more challenging because mm-hmm. uh, that's how you grow in life. Because the moment you feel like you, you're not growing anymore, that's when you start slacking off at work or start hating things and start hating this. So like you said, you got to really look in the mirror and do some self-reflecting. Like, hey, like, am I doing all that I can to be happy in my situation right now? You know? So. Well, life, you know, it comes in seasons. <laughs> yeah. When you're younger and it's time to be a little bit more risky and take on more challenges, that's probably when you should be more inclined to take the leap and try something new. Right. You're older, you know, you're already settled, like you have your family and all that. You're like, I don't want to really be too risky. If you're able to provide for your family, then nobody can tell you that you're failing. You're not. Now, then it's a matter of, am I happy enough with this? I feel like you can reach a point where you're like, okay, I'm good now. I'm stable. Yeah. We're, 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 uh, you know, everybody's eating and we're able to have luxuries. Right, right. You know, I'm, I'm going into the fall or the winter of my life. I want to start winding down and taking it easy. Have somebody else take care of me. That's fine. But I feel like that's more like when you're older, you know? Yeah. Like that's when you're kind of hanging them up. And like you said, time. That's the one thing that we can't control and we don't have. So with that being said... Do all that you can do while you're young or somewhat young so you don't have any regrets. Because yeah, the stamina. In the snap of a finger, we're going to be old, like old, old, you know, and then we're going to look back like, fuck, what happened? You Shit, know? we already are, man. 30 <laughs> years old, right? Yeah, getting up there. Well, you're still young to me, but you know what I mean. Like, it's going to be to a point where we got canes or some shit. God willing, of course, we make it to that point. But, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Just do all you can while you can and while you have your health. So back to that, you know, leaving the job and having those things that you miss. I'm going to miss, like, there's a Panera right there that I go to all the time. Yeah, the ritual. And the ritual. And I just got, like, the, they have, like, the unlimited coffee for nine bucks a month. I know you're happy about that. I spend that shit in a week, man. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I know you're happy about that. I go there, like, every day. Mike's a coffee drinker. Coffee. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to miss that because it was right there. Yeah. Um... Miss, you know, like some of the the corny. If you follow like middle class fancy on Instagram, mm-hmm. all those, you know, you're gonna miss the people there corporate, too. I'm sure. You know, little isms are there with like the yeah. Hey man, how's your day going? Like, oh, you know, another day in paradise. How's the wife? How's the dog? Yeah, I got you. Uh, 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 what's another day in paradise? What are some other ones? Um, oh, you know, just. You're working hard or hardly working. (laughs) Another day, another dollar. (laughs) Another day, another dollar. Um, You imagine Dan coming up saying shit like, another day, another dollar, Mike. He's all in his 50s and shit. (laughs) What are some other ones? Um, Uh, Let's see, let's see. Don't work too hard or, you know, just stand out of trouble or, you know, just stupid shit like that. You know what I would always say is like, if it was like Wednesday, I'm like, oh, we're halfway home. Oh yeah, hump day. Halfway. Do you home. like the little like fake like jab kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, like you know? a little dance. So cheesy. It but, is, but, but you, you miss like you that human moments. interaction because it's yeah, genuine. Like, it all right, genuine. like this is awkward. I'm trying. Yeah, and I know? think that's one thing that everybody should have in common, or everybody does have in common, is you're gonna miss the people. 
as well. You know, right. when you leave, you always miss the people. That's what it always is. And you know, it's funny too. I'm all over like the recruiting stuff. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, great place to work. Because I'm just like, you're like, I guess just gung ho. Yeah, about everything. Prototype right, looking, right. you know, yeah. advertising guy. Type um, not like I'm in advertising, but I'm like, I guess I fit into the advertisement for like just the yeah, average American. You fit that mode, right. Uh, but I'm all over a lot of that. So it's like, kind of weird you know um but i mean you learn you you grow you develop just like anything you just have to look and and develop but uh, and also um i think what people need to do more is look how far you you come in life like just sit down whatever you're doing in your car wherever your safe havens at and just have gratitude and appreciate the moments to how far you've come Gratitude is everything, man. Because like, we don't we we take a lot of things for granted and don't realize how far we've grown or have come as a person. You know, gratitude really is everything. Because I mean, we can all find something to bitch about. Yeah, I've learned that. Like when I look at <clears throat> when I look at the things that stress me out, you can't just ignore them. Sometimes you know a little bit of stress is good. You need a motivator. You need to get some shit done. Right. But when you just dwell on it and dwell on it. There's a time and place for everything. You know, just like Belichick would say, do your job. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, so do you know what that, that means, though? Do your job, right? Yeah, do your job. It's the most simplest thing is do what you have to do. Like, don't bitch, don't complain. At a job, right? We, we get paid. It's still a job. Even though you hate it, they are still paying you money. You still are, are you have a certain accountability to uphold, like, where you have to do what you were hired to do. Well, so that's that's part of it, yeah. But I, I think that's there's a misconception because the big, like the core of that, is do your job. Like, don't worry about anybody else's shit. Do what you're responsible. Don't for. try to do too much or worry about, like you said, about what's going on. Focus, yeah. you know. And I just feel like when you start worrying about stuff that's out of your hands, you're that trying you to can't become control, a hero. Do your job. Focus on your shit. The shit that's in front of you that you can control. The things that. You can impact the things that you can't impact if they don't go your way. Shit, that sucks. But hey, we'll get through it. We'll figure something out. Yeah, it's all about knowing your strengths and weaknesses. That brings, like you said, do your job. If you know you're not strong in this, why are you trying to do that? <laughs> stay in your lane. Basically, stay in your lane. But it's you know, stay in your lane with. Uh, Be smart about it, of course. You know, but yeah. definitely don't try to don't try to do too much because we. I know me, <laughs> I try to do too much a lot before, like, finishing one task or whatever. If like, okay, I'm great at this or I'm getting good at this, let me start doing something else. When, in fact, no, I shouldn't. I should become amazing at something that I'm doing before I even think about that. You know, so I definitely see where you're coming from and how people can misconstrue that. Well, and it also makes you think about when you have an idea... Um, and, and I think we're talking even just about like podcasts and things like that in general. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to be a skeptic than to be a believer. Yeah. So there are people that believe and there are people that doubt. I you, mean, you everybody know, has a little bit of both, but I feel like there are people that just generally live on one side of that threshold. You know why I think that? Because people love to gravitate, people gravitate towards negativity way much more than positive. That's just human nature, unfortunately. You always feel like, okay, this isn't, this is stupid, it's not going to work. It always hits your mind, like with any and everything. And 
it sucks. It really does. But you have to just we have to change that narrative and change that mode and start believing a little more. I think once we all start doing that as a society, as a world, you know, we'll, man, it's no telling how far we can be right now just with everything in life. Well, I think really it just comes down to seeing things into existence. When you see, when you think about, you know, people say visualize. I remember mm-hmm. football practice when I was younger. Coach, coach used to always say, "Think about what you do out there on the field." Mm-hmm. All right, now visualize, visualize. Real country dude, he had like almost like a mullet. Visualize. Joe He's Dirt, like, shout out to Joe Dirt. <laughs> he was like. If you're working on the line, I need you to think about exploding off that. You know, when the ball snapped, explode, make your block, visualize it, though. See it happen. Close your eyes. And it's crazy. You still can remember that. I can remember that. But it's true because you think about, I mean, that's what practice is. Practice is making shit muscle memory. Mm -hmm. To bring it back to muscle memory, that's why we practice. That's the whole Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing. Shout out to Allen Iverson, too. You basically (laughs) imprint your brain, you know, like, hey, this is now programmed in there. So when you visualize, you also see it and work on the mechanics. Like, you can visualize, like, the fine details. You know, Drew Brees is one of those that will practice plays and, you know, going through his reads and everything without a football. Mm -hmm. Just to make sure he's focusing on, like, all the other mechanics. You know, you'll see people that will work on one arm at a time swinging a baseball bat to kind of learn that muscle memory, yeah, you know, making yeah. it very mechanical. So when you see something into action, you can see like, okay, what would this actually look like? Hey, I want to be, I want to be famous. Uh, great. Like think about what comes with that. Think about that actually happening. First of all, do you want paparazzi stress and going out in public, everybody knowing who you are? And, oh my mm-hmm. God. Oh my God. If you're saying yes. Okay. That's fine. I still want to do it. Okay, think about what actually would get you there to do it, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you can see the steps, you can make that happen. Yeah. It's a lot easier to be a skeptic, though, because if you say, nah, I don't think that'll happen, I doubt it. And it doesn't happen, you're proving them right. You're proving no it right, right? Like, oh, see, I told you, I told you. Now, right. if you're wrong, most people won't say, I told you so. They might just say something like, oh, I told all the hitters. But if you're one of the people that doubted it and you're wrong, it's just like, well, can you blame me? Who would think that would actually happen? You know? That brings me back up to the point when you mentioned haters. That's where skepticism skepticism comes from as well, is people hating in fear of them not being successful. Mm-hmm. So if they, they're not going to make it or feel like I have doubts with me making it, why do I want to see this other person make it? And what I'll say with that is I, I've tried to learn, bringing it back to gratitude, appreciating mm-hmm. what you have. Yeah. And being self-aware, not really focusing on what you don't have. You know, when you hear the opinions of others, if they're negative, Mm -hmm. hear it, hear what they're saying, you know, evaluate, is this real feedback or is this just somebody hating, right? Right, right. Hating, file that away. Make that your motivation. If they're just hating, appreciate that hate. Love it because that's going to drive you. That is adrenaline that if you're like you know what people doubt me go look over here at all the people that doubted you and that'll light a fire under your ass right for sure now if uh if they doubt and they're wrong you know or uh going back to the opinion sorry going back to opinions listen to it and if you think you know what let me be self-aware if there is something with like well there's something to what they're saying I should take this as constructive criticism. criticism. Yeah. Fine. Work on it. Move on. Don't take it personally. You should Nobody's never. trying to attack yeah, you. Yeah, you should never take things personally. I know it's easier said than done sometimes. But like you said, when you grow, 
you learn not to take stuff personally because at the end of the day, they probably are really looking out for you. They wouldn't be telling you something repeatedly if they didn't care they didn't mean it. Right. Or if it's it's not some kind of truth to it, what they're saying. Well, and if you're working people that are just like dicks, or they're just like hard, they're difficult. Right. Kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, easier said than done, but why does that work? Well, I feel like, you know, attitudes are contagious. They rub off on people. Oh, for, yeah, for sure. If for you're sure. around happy people, that you're, you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. If you smile... Usually smiles are contagious. I smile when I'm on the phone because you can kind of hear a smile, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, I, and people if, will apologize, too. That, that's happened to me yeah. to where I was just in a good-ass mood one day, and I was, I'm not letting anybody ruin this mood. And people, they tested me, of course, but it didn't work. And I was still just like, whatever. Went in there and out the other. I didn't care. Just let it roll off my back. And they're like, you know what, man? Like, I'm sorry. I'm going through this, this, and that. Yeah. Just telling me everything. And then I'm like, okay, cool. But the point I'm making is... Sometimes, you know, you can't feed into that because somebody may just be having a shitty day. You don't know the other person's burden. Right, exactly. But, I mean, yeah, it's just be grateful for what you have. And, and I feel like if people just offer shitty opinions and you're like, you know what, like, you're just trying to, I, I understand the intent. You are trying to just take a stab. Ignore it. I feel like if you just <laughs> don't give that thought don't any give it, power. Don't give it any life. No life. Kill it immediately. Okay. Right. And then just done. Drop it. That's all the person's going to think about is, why aren't they responding? Get you mad. don't care about my opinion? Get angry. What? Negativity feeds off negativity and breeds negativity. Mm-hmm. You know? So we have to keep that in mind. Don't feed into that bullshit. Please listen to us, people. Never. Never, ever. All right. We're also talking a little bit offline about influence. We're talking about, well, the real story we were talking about going and chilling with, with 50. <laughs> oh, man. You said it. So we randomly had connection that we could have gone and hung out with 50. But yeah. I want, I want to surprise that for you guys. but Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it just the dynamic didn't really seem to fit into what our aesthetic is. Yeah, yeah. What we were looking for, I was trying to make it more like, let me try to make it more, more personal. Yeah, more personable. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't want to make it like a photo op. Yeah, that's not what yeah, we're trying that's to not do. what we're trying to do at all. I'm going to try to see if he gives me five minutes. Because, look, you can criticize him all you want. He, dude, knows past Nah, 50 success. is a very smart, hopefully he listens to this. Um, <laughs> or somebody can get it to him. I'm sure. I have, I have, hey, we talk Come on, about, 50. We talk about being positive, right? Like, you got to talk true. stuff into existence. But, um, or speak it, excuse me. But, yeah, 50 is a very smart businessman. Yeah, he trolls a lot. But I respect his business mind because he's... Look how far he's actually like, come, bro. You remember him from when he first started with music? Ooh. Exactly, until where he's at now. And like, so he has a lot of my respect, most definitely. Nah, he definitely had like that alpha, you know, always starting beefs. Like, it's cool. It was like in vogue to beef <laughs> with people and shit, yeah. you know. 50, like, it's so stupid, but it's true. But it's money, too. 50's like, yeah. he's a money person, you know. But it made me think back when I was younger. I used to love 50 for the music, you know. Yeah. I love G Unit, I loved all that shit. You know, all those mixtapes. Oh three. I mean, that's that's body peak, snatchers. Tall T yeah. season. You know what I yeah, mean? Two thousand three. So we move on them. It just kind of all fit in, and I remember I used to always just look at him and like how confident Fifty was. That that was kind of like something I looked up to as a role model. You yeah, know, like yeah. forget about his controversy. If I look just at, he was never afraid to just do some shit. He had hard work ethic because he'd put a video out for, like, every single song. He's probably got 100 music videos. Yeah. 
Um, and he just knew the path, and he just would go and go, 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 go. Like you know why, bro? Tenacious. He, he did his job. He did his job, pushing was, hard, he knew, he man. Knew what he was good at, and he kept, you know, he kept moving forward. So it had me thinking about, like, okay, the the Mount Rushmore of influence throughout my life, mm-hmm. and I thought I put some thought into this. So again, Mount Rushmore, the four, you know, like you have the four presidents or whatever. Yeah. And I'm talking like the people that had the most influence on who I am today. Mm-hmm. Now the answers are kind of funny when you're like, wow, really? But if you listen to what I'm actually saying, why, how they influence me, I make sense of it. Yeah. My Mount Rushmore. So when I was younger, I loved football. I still love football today. Yeah. Jerry Rice was my number one role model. So he was my uh, favorite football player. That's why I like the 49ers today. Um, he, he was all about work ethic. He was the best receiver, and it's not even close, you know, ever. Right. Just because of how much work he put in, smarts, all that kind of shit. It just taught me, like... Okay, he wasn't the biggest, fastest, strongest, but he was the best receiver ever. Yeah. So seeing that young really f- grew me into like, okay, this shit's possible. Mm-hmm. 50 gave me more of that, you know, like that confidence. Like, all right, now you just have to kind of go own it. Yeah. Sometimes maybe be a little bit, not aggressive, but like assertive with assertive, your shit, right. you know? You know what you want. And then as I grew older and I got more into, you know, college and, and things like that, that's when I and I've always been a fan of Brady, but I really started when I started in college. Reason I started liking Brady, I'm a Niners fan. He beat the Rams. He always used to beat the teams the Niners couldn't beat when they did suck. When I actually liked them, so I grew to love Tom Brady. Uh, he taught me, you know, adversity, overcoming that. He tears his ACL, comes back. He's won Super Bowls in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Not age. I'm talking about like. Super Bowl 36 mm-hmm. or uh, Super Bowl 38, 39, um, 49, 51, 53. You know, like he's done it over time. So yeah. it shows me like you find your process, you stick to that shit, you ride that shit to the end, to you the ride end, right. it to success. That becomes your mantra, basically. Like yeah. that's what you do, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And then that got me into also around. As I became more creative with uh, podcasts or um, writing back when I write a lot more, just anything, even just scribbling some shit that I end up throwing away a couple of days later, I like to create with art. And Kanye has really taught me the the power of art Mm -hmm. and kind of that holistic, all of it goes together. You know, like his concerts are full on... There are events. Mm-hmm. It's not just him. You know, I'm all shouting into the mic. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. It's not that. It's there's like a whole production, you know. And that taught me to kind of keep an eye on the entirety of what I'm doing. You know, if I'm thinking about podcasts, I'm thinking, all right, social media, newsletter, shout out, newsletter coming soon. Uh, you know, all of these things that tie together YouTube videos. And then I, you know, think about marketing, you know, more like the technical things that I do for a living with advertising on social media and doing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of helped me look at everything from a holistic view and just kind of owning your brand, like just owning it. Yeah, all the guys gotta, that I mentioned are just like, I own who I am and I'm yourself. sure who I am and just go with it, you know. So that Facts. would probably be my Mount Rushmore. Jerry Rice. 50 Cent, Kanye West, West, and Tom Brady. Quite a bunch, but that's a, that's a when you range. listen to the reasons, <laughs> yeah, you know what range. I mean? They actually make a lot more sense. Yeah, that's a range, man. That's a good top four. So my top four, um, I'm sure you guys already know. <laughs> Who's listening? Who knows me? Like, you you know. So uh, Pharrell Williams. 
that's one of mine's. Uh, I respect Pharrell because he's one of the first ones to like to teach me personally or give me that confidence to wear what you truly want to wear. And it's cool to be like smart and nerdy. Like that's a cool thing. It's nothing. Right. It's nothing wrong with that. And then the way he he actually like the process of uh, process of how he actually make makes music and beats. It just I fell in love with it. Like when I listen to his actual music, still to this day, it just speaks to me. Where you know it puts me in a good mood. I never listen to like a Pharrell song, and I've been sad or like dang like in a bad mood afterwards. Right. I've always been extremely happy, which caused me to to want to create or want to wear this or want to wear these. So Pharrell, I loved him as well because during that phase, I was very colorful. You remember this too? I had the yeah. ice cream sneakers. Just I was like a fucking rainbow. You I know? mean, I love Pharrell too. We were all in that. Yeah, you know, just, just that giant time to say what I want to say at all times. And then fashion, of course. That's I ain't about to like get on that. Y'all know Kanye's one of the goats like when it comes to fashion. And yeah. so that's why I loved him because he always spoke his mind and he was taught that from a young age, which is very fucking dope, you know. So like those two definitely. Um, and then Malcolm X is on my 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 uh, Mount Rushmore as well because during that time frame, he was going through a lot of shit, and most people don't know that he was a knucklehead coming up. Like he was a pimp, like pimping females, all this crazy shit. He didn't change until he actually like went to jail, and then it's when he got converted and started getting religious and then uh joined the nation of islam and changed his life around but the thing i love about malcolm x is he truly tried to educate our people and empower our people to be great like to be better yeah of course he had his, his militant side which everybody just remembers him as oh being you know militant and like shooting people and hating white people but not nah, like that was a that was a part of him when he was younger like coming up but when he actually visited the motherland and went on the pilgrimage, he came back like a different man. You know, like he loved like every color. He wanted to actually like to like collaborate with different people of different like races, like white, this, this, and that. You know, and then he got assassinated, of course, which it sucked. You know, I don't even want to get into that. But that's why I loved him, man, because he was just always loved being black and loved him. Like you gotta embrace that. Regardless of like what we're going through, and I wanna educate my people that you know it's a better life out here you know so that's why i love malcolm and then uh last but not least lebron james man one of the greatest uh, to ever do it and i love lebron because he's such a, a positive dude and he's like what we said that do your job he's been doing this job for a very fucking long time yeah. and doing it well many jobs he's never been in any scandals like when have you ever heard oh lebron cheated lebron did this lebron did that LeBron is one of those. He tries to do other jobs too, though. <laughs> he does. I mean, he, he does, does a lot but, of jobs. He wears a lot of hats, but but he's he's also great at a lot of he's things focused. too, though. Right? He's he's focused, and also he's a family man. He's a good dad. You see his interactions. I'm sure he's not perfect, of course, but being a black man, we strive to be great fathers as well because you know we get that stigma of, damn, you know, our dads are never around. This, this, and that, and he's changing that, and also education. Like he actually built a school for you know like in the bad areas for kids to go oh, to yeah. and get a higher, you know, higher learning. And His so, community impact is Yeah, just so everything ridiculous. that he does is just dope, bro. Like, all the way around. Like, a great basketball player, family man. Just, like, a good dude. Like, I would want to hang out with him. 
you know? You'd be a cool hang. Yeah, and then even, like, when I was little and shit, like, high school, I used to have my LeBron, like, units. Like, the whole units, you know what I'm saying? Like, the shoes, the jumps, like, everything. Like, LeBron. LeBron is great, man. I can't say anything negative about him, you know? That's why, even though he's with the Lakers right now, I still root for him, of course. Yeah, it's weird. He's I've one never... of those players I still always root for, regardless of what team he's on. I was mad when he went to the Heat. Once he, I, I wanted him to either get no rings or a lot of rings. So once he wants to, once he won the first one, then I was like, "All right, man, you can get a couple more." Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my Mount Rushmore. That's my four influence, like people that influenced me like, over the years. We want to hear y'all's Mount Rushmore. So if you have any four shit, even just one, you know, shout us out. Let us know either on Instagram or Twitter at the Rep Network. You can also email us at repertoirenetwork.com. And hey, guess what? Or actually, no, sorry. <laughs> repertoirenetwork at gmail.com. And guess what? We have a website now. We do have a website. That is a big announcement. I can't believe that I've kind of buried the lead. We have a website, and it is therep.network. No .com, no you know, .net, just therep.network. You can go there to follow or to find all of our links. There's an auto player on there for the podcast. That's where we're also going to start plugging some stuff from YouTube, trying to get a little bit more video content. Just wanted to make sure that I got all of our plugs out there. Shout us out. Yep, and also, guys, we'll be having a giveaway of three T-shirts coming really, really soon. So that's something I'm excited about as well. Um, so we're going to give you more updates on how you can enter to win uh, but you got to be subscribed to us. You have to follow us on Instagram at the Rep Network, at the Rep Network once again. Um, and yeah, so just stay tuned. So we'll tell you guys how you can actually enter the contest to win. And before we go, you know, we do actually always want y'all to the fun. The, the funny part of the podcast is it's called "Don't at Me," but we actually want y'all to add us. Maybe we should have thought about that a little bit better. <laughs> no, that's all good. I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. We love it if it's. But we do want your questions or things that you want to hear us talk about. Um, you know, we've recently had a couple of, we had a full on Q and a episode. If you didn't hear it, that was one of my favorite ones recording. I think people oh, yeah. need to go back and listen if they haven't. Yeah. Listen to, listen to the episode guys. It's, we get some great perspectives on what people want us to talk about. And Angel joined as well and gave like a yeah. perspective from uh, a woman's view, which is pretty cool. It was like a hidden track. It's yeah. after all the exits. It's stuff. after. So listen. just like, listening. just like for real with the hidden tracks. That's yeah. why I love them too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions that we had was regarding CBD. So first, um, the latest acts on the question is actually her name is Janelle. So Janelle wants to know more about CBD oil and the effects of that. So, I mean, I, I know a fair amount about some of this, but not a ton. Now, for those familiar or unfamiliar, THC is the psychoactive component in marijuana. That's the one that gets you high. That's mm -hmm. the one that makes you, you know, kind of trippy, see shit, act giggly or whatever. Euphoric. Euphoric, all of that. Whatever yeah. the effects you want to really think that kind of make your personality change, right? Right, right. CBD is the non-psychoactive component that is the relaxing part. You know, people can use that for pain relief. They can use that to just kind of mellow out. Some people use it for anxiety. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware, but CBD is infused in a lot of things nowadays as well. Oh, yeah. For that, to help you relax and just gives great health benefits in that realm. It's, I mean, at this point, just like any, not any, but just like many multivitamins or any kind of supplements, 
there's a lot that is not known. There, you know, plenty of tests that have been done, but a lot of it's inconclusive. They haven't been able to really prove why people benefit from it. You know, they haven't really been able to prove what any negative side effects could be. Right now, it seems like there are none, but right. obviously, we all know some things can't be so good that, you know, they're too not too much of everything. Too good to be is true, bad. just as usually, it honestly usually is too good to be true. And also, too much of anything in life is bad. Yes. Like, whatever it is. So, you know, the negatives haven't been discovered yet. Does that mean that there are no negatives? Not necessarily. Maybe there are no negatives. That could be the case, but there really isn't just enough to know about it yet. But, um,. The other part of that is, you know, it's it's non-psychoactive, so you can buy it in many places, but it's very difficult to isolate it from THC. So you'll see most places that you purchase CBD products will say, you know, um, what does it say, like a NDA or something like that, like non-detectable amount of... Uh, or NDTHC, like not a detectable amount, right? So yeah. it's not enough that you're going to get any kind of high. But you got to be careful where you buy from because if your company oh, tests yeah. Yeah, for facts. THC, if you're consuming a lot of those CBD products, even though they're trace amounts of THC, they could add up to where it would show. Right. You're not going to feel high. And again, I'm no expert on any of this, but this is just based on what... I'm pretty sure I got the shit down. Just it's like based on just re- research that we we're no experts, but we research a lot of stuff. You know, yeah. you read, I read. So, so, if y'all have any other questions, hopefully we answered enough. Um, I, I definitely think there's benefits to it. I think it's a way better alternative than you know any kind of anxiety medications that oh, for sure get you messed up with bad side effects. And again, let me disclaimer: we are not medical professionals so we right. don't know for sure but we just we're going read a off lot of what we've read yeah. so yeah um don't take us for uh take us for gospel but pretty yeah. sure i know what i'm talking about yeah at least on this yeah oh facts. not with everything facts. sometimes i'm i'm speaking nonsense but right anyway that'll round out this week's episode of don't at me hopefully you all liked the new format like i said follow us on social media at the rep network that's twitter and instagram the website therep.network then also make sure you are subscribed following whatever you have to do where you listen to your podcast rate review and please tell your friends family grandma maybe she'll say don't add us and she'll want a t-shirt too yeah spread the word always all right y'all peace hey hold on real quick hold on hold on pause